0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Central Church of Christ podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. Just as a heads up, we are holding in-person services every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Also, if you'd like to join us for a to-go meal, we are serving those every Wednesday through our Bread of Life Cafe at 5.30 p.m. If you'd like to get more connected to our church, feel free to email centralchurchone at gmail.com or call us at 513 481 5820 we look forward to hearing from you and now let's get back to the podcast and and thank you john for preserving this prayer and sharing this prayer Uh, the prayer that jesus asks us to pray or he teaches us to pray in matthew chapter 6 father in heaven hallelujah that's a beautiful prayer but that's not the only prayer that jesus led he has a history I mean, where's Jesus? He's probably praying. Like any time that Jesus is like not around, they go to a secret spot because he's probably praying. Our Savior prayed a lot. And this is a prayer that's preserved for us uh, in the Gospel of John, where Jesus is praying specifically for us. He knows that there'll be ones that come after. And they'll have special challenges. He knows that there'll be people that believe in, the name of, in his name, in Jesus' name, and hadn't had the opportunity to see the resurrected lords themselves. There'll be people like us who didn't witness Jesus protecting the adulterous woman. There'll be people like us didn't receive the bread at the feeding of the 5,000. There'll be people like us who couldn't celebrate at the wedding in Cana when the new wine came. There'll be people like us that are asked to take on faith the words of God. And I don't think it's an empty faith. I don't think it's a shallow faith. I don't think it's a faith without evidence. I don't think that. I think it's a strong and a powerful faith. I think it's a faith built on our world, built on each other, built on history, built on truth. But the fact of the matter is, you've never been an eyewitness to the Savior, and nor have I. And we're asked to step out and say, I believe. And it's more than I believe, it's I will follow. Today I wanna share a message on unity in Christ. And I wanna give a compelling argument that we are built and we are called to do more than just know about Jesus. We're not called to be Jeopardy champion Jesus followers that knows all the details about Jesus. And that's great. I think we should be students of his word. I think we should be masters of, this, of the text. I think we should be fully consumed with knowing our savior. But it can't stop there. Our knowing has to empower us to start becoming. And that's what we're called to as a church and as a people of God to unite under Christ and try to be like him. Here's where it gets sticky. None of us are perfect. We all mess up. So then we start coming together as a group under Christ, trying to be like him. And then I mess up and that messes you up and it hurts you. And I get embarrassed and I get my feelings hurt and I get maybe scarred in some way. Is it possible to still unite under Christ when things aren't always going your way? When it's always just not right? In your opinion. Are you coming together for something bigger? That's the message that Jesus prays about. That's the prayer. There's a couple things that happened in this prayer that I admittedly never saw before I started preparing for this sermon. This whole thing at the end, I can read that. (laughs) The last uh, sentence, I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them. And then this is it. I never realized the emphasis and that I myself may be in them. That is powerful for a Christian to know that Jesus' prayer to his father is that man, just let me keep making them known. And let me be in them. Let me be with them. That's powerful teaching for us. That Jesus is in us. That he himself is with us. In verse 23. It says that we are brought into complete unity. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read 20 through 23. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one in them and you and me, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. When the world, then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Jesus is calling us into, into complete unity And here's a couple reasons why. What does our unity preach? What does when we come together as Christians under Jesus, trying to be like Jesus, what does that do? What does our unity do? What does Jesus pray? It says that when we come together in perfect unity, in complete unity, we let the world know that God sent Jesus, that Jesus is God. We tell that story by our unity. By Christians coming together under Jesus, striving to be like him, we confirm the truth of Jesus to the world. What an opportunity. What an opportunity that we can partner with Jesus to let them know that not only Jesus was a real historic person, but that he's God, that he's savior, that he's raised and there's life in him. Our unity does that. You know that our disunity does the opposite of that. You know that we have a rich history of selfish division in the churches. And I'm not talking about just the churches of Christ. It's a human thing. It's a human thing. We got a problem. Because we want Burger King Christianity. We want it with pickles without pickles, with mayonnaise without mayonnaise. Cut that sucker in half or I'm leaving. We want it our way. We're selfish, y'all. We're selfish people and we've got to recognize this that we want things our way even when it comes to Christianity. And our disunity has given Jesus problems in this world, it's made him less believable. When we can't get along, we hurt the name. We're called to come together under Christ. When we can come together under Christ, then we can be united in His name as all of us patiently forgiving and being merciful to one another as we want people to be patient and merciful with us as we are trying our best. And here, I mean, this is not hard, but it is. When you mess up, say you're sorry try to do better admit your faults when someone hurts you be willing to say you forgive them not because i'm standing up here telling you that it's right but jesus did these things and we're trying to be like him when it's not burger king for you and it's not just right Would you be a little more patient and a little less selfish and a little less me-focused and realize that our unity speaks of Jesus' truth and our coming together to be like him? We are called to be united, church. The other thing that it does Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. When we decide to be united, when we decide to come together under Christ and to be like Him, it tells the world that Jesus is real, that He's believable, He's trusted, and He's true. But it also tells the world that Jesus loves them. I did not come to condemn, I've come to love. He says in John 3, 16 and 17. When we can unite under Christ and try our best to become like Him, we tell the world that Jesus is real and we tell the world that they're loved and we remind each other that we're loved by our Savior. We need that. I need that. I mean, one other issue that we have as far as our focus on sin is we think that sins that other people do are a big deal and ours aren't. It's really messed up how we give ourselves that grace. We think I just make little mistakes, but man, you're blowing it big time. We think that stuff. That I'm just a little mistake maker, but you're a wrecker. Oh, your sins are gross. Your sins are horrible. Your sins are deplorable, whatever they are. But man, can't you forgive me? I just made a little mistake. That's another sin problem that we have when we're unfair with one another about our mutual group sin problem. We all need Jesus. We all need Him equally. I'm not better than you when it comes to needing Jesus. I don't need Him a little bit less than you. Oh, you need Jesus a lot more than I do. No, we all need Jesus, we all need His love. And when the church, and again, I want to make sure, just, just try to be as my very best to be crystal clear. I'm not talking about faith traditions or denominations. I'm talking about the church. Everyone who comes together under the name of Jesus Christ and sees him as Lord and the Bible as inspired and God as creator and Jesus Christ as resurrected Lord, the church, When the church decides to be united, we confirm that Jesus is real, that he's true, that he's believable, and he can be trusted. And we also let people know that they're loved. Unity is oneness. It's solidarity. It's harmony. And it's not shallow at all. You and I don't have to have a lot of things in common to have unity. We need to have Jesus in common to be in harmony, to be in solidarity. That we worship Jesus, we're trying to be like him, we all need him, we take his message seriously. That's all we need for unity. Often, we settle or choose an inferior form of unity and think that that's actually what brings us together. Don't settle for an inferior form of unity. Choose the only form of unity that can only bring people together. When I look at the world, I see a beautiful, diverse planet that God made with love. Our churches shouldn't be segregated. Our churches shouldn't be one socioeconomic, one ethnic tradition. One fi- we should be able to come together under Christ in unity And our inferior differences shouldn't take place of our ultimate unity. We're more than the music at this church. We're more than whether you like the preacher that week or not. We're more than a faith tradition. We are Christians united under Christ, trying to be like him in that work shouts that Jesus is believable and that the world and you and me are loved by our Savior. That's what it does. This is big work of the church. Something that I've had to come to grips with is that I can only control myself. I can't make this church a place that you want to be at. If there was a lever, I would have pulled it years ago. I would have pulled it until it broke. We come together under Christ, and that's the only thing that we have. If you're here for some inferior reason, I hope that you stay, and and your unity becomes a, a more complete reason that we celebrate Jesus Christ as Lord, sacrificial life, risen Savior, resurrected Lord, and that that unity will be a call to all of us into the world that Jesus is real, that Jesus is believable, that Jesus is trustworthy, that Jesus is God, that Jesus is Savior, and that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, as much as he ever has been. These last 13 months has wrecked a lot of things. There's real grief that's gone on over the global pandemic. Here's something specifically. Church attendance internationally is down 60%. 45 to 60 percent that's a staggering number for all of you that might be uh, listening on podcasts, that this doesn't mean uh, too much to you and or maybe you know this at your own home church in the past 24 to 36 months we've lost 80 people at our church It's a staggering number. I'm not gonna say it's simple. I'm not gonna say it's not complex. I'm not gonna say it's deep, not deep-seated, because it is. I'm not gonna say it was easy for them and they were flipping about it. I'm not saying that. The reality is our church is not united right now. We're leaving for various reasons is this a church that you want to serve jesus is this a church that you want to be united with and again it's not this church it's christ's church and i'll I'll say this straight out if we ever become a church that stops preaching jesus leave immediately run for the doors and tell everybody tell everybody get out of there don't ever go there because they don't believe in jesus don't go there because they don't preach jesus Don't go there because they don't believe Jesus is God, that Jesus is savior, that Jesus is resurrected, that Jesus has saving power and forgiving power and loving power. If we start doing those things, then run and grab as many you can with you. Can we be united as a church? Can we find fellowship together in the name of Jesus? That's the question for our church in 2021. You look around here. There are beautiful people sitting next to you who do amazing things in the name of Jesus. Amazing. There is so much wisdom in suffering in this church that we can sit around for hours and days learning how to be better human beings because of our dependencies on Christ, regardless of our present-day sufferings. There are people that have extended themselves to their human ends because they love Jesus and they love you. People that have been faithful in this church for days, weeks, months, decades because they love what this church is doing. And I want to tell you this. If we're doing something, if we're emphasizing something that's inferior to Jesus, we need to come together collectively and get our story straight. Our story is that Jesus Christ is Lord and we're trying to be like him. That's the story. I want to read this passage in Philippians chapter 3. If you're uh, mistaking my uh, tone for talking down and if, like, I know that this says something, me being up here, if you do my heart, We've got to be trying our best to reach our community. I'm not talking about anybody. I'm not judging anybody. I'm not doing judgments on anybody's decision. I'm not. But we're not united. We've got to be. We've got to have our stories in philippians chapter 3 if you guys want to turn there i'm going to read some verses to you to try to confirm the second part of the reason for this sermon the first part part is that we're called to unite in christ the second part is that together we're to strive to more and more to be like him this is the hard work of the church this is where i believe and you heard daniel say this many times in in, in his tenure here you'll hear him say it many more times because he believes this at his core. The church should be the place where we come to discern life. The church should be the place where we come to confess. The church should be the place where we come to find purpose, to try to find understanding, to try to discern the spirit together. We are called as a church to lift one another up, to glorify God. We're called to be more and more and more like Jesus. Are you more like Jesus than you were last year? That's the goal. To do better. When faced with your own human inferiorities, when you're faced with your own human sins, your own mistakes, your own character flaws, my own character flaws, some of those mistakes we make aren't just oops, they're... They come from deep. I mean, because we're broken. Because we're selfish. Because we're rude. Because we're unkind. Because we're unloving. Because we don't have joy. Some of us, all of us, have character flaws. And it's the goal of the church to come together. Is this a church that you can be honest with your brothers and sisters? Is this a church that you want to be in a small group together, sharing the reality of your life and what you're striving to be? And can you depend on this church to point you to Jesus and to pray over you? That's a big question. None of us like to admit that we make mistakes or that we're wrong or we have some really deep, dark character flaws. None of us like to admit any of that stuff. We like to think that we're right most of the time and we want everybody to think that we make good choices and we got it all together. If it was true, that'd be great. All right, Philippians chapter 3, we'll read this and uh, we'll be done soon. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, starting in verse 7. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider them loss, uh, loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of, of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on to the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. if knowing about Jesus was the primary goal we would simply be a bible bowl church everything that we do would be to understand facts to be able to uh, regurgitate information and we could just get every answer right if knowing Christ was the only goal but it's not we're supposed to know it so then we become it because god Himself is in us. And every time that we choose unity, we're sending the message that Jesus is real, that he's believable, that he's trustworthy, and he's here to save. And when we choose unity, we're telling ourselves and the world that Jesus loves you. We do that with our unity the leadership this, uh, of this church is meeting on Thursday the 25th from 6 to 8 p.m. we're trying to get a handle and we have been trying to get a handle on the fact that we're 80 less than we were three years ago please pray for us if you love this church and you love this community if you want to serve in God's name here, pray for us that we can hear God's Spirit. And maybe God's Spirit will say, just keep doing what you're doing. This is a rough, spat, a rough patch. Maybe it will be something drastic that we have to change. I don't know. But here's the only place that I find solace in that, is that Jesus Christ will be Lord no matter what. I will find a church, and I want it to be this one, to serve in the great name of Jesus. We are not quitting. We are not done. We are not throwing in a towel. We are not giving up. This church is not closing, but we've got to figure out our story and why we come together. And it's to serve and become like Jesus. That is the only thing firm that I've found to hang a hat on. If this church is where you want to be, then pray for this church. That we'll find our identity and our unity in Christ, and that all of us will come together to be more like Him, so the world will know that Jesus is real and that He loves us. Our Father in Heaven, may this message land in our hearts if it's right. In Christ's name, Amen. Let's stand together and sing. Praise God from whom all. Blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise. Bless you. Go in faith.